Hi, thank you for joining us. This Mita Telcom podcast episode has been produced by the Mita Diversity Institute Global, which is a member of the Mita Telcom Consortium. Imagine watching a television debate program on an important or controversial issue, but instead of seeing the usual fight between people representing opposing sides, you see them listening and questioning each other in a respectful manner. The aim is not to highlight their differences, but to try to find some areas of understanding or agreement. Hello and welcome to this Media Delcom podcast with me, Tanya Saksudski, a journalist and Media Diversity Institute Global Communications Manager. In this episode, I'm finding out more about that program, which started under the name INIC, Do You Agree?, but is now called Disagree. It's on Norway's public broadcaster, NRK, and I'm joined by the show's editor. Gru Engen, welcome. I'm fascinated by the concept of your show. Tell me how it came about. Why did NRK decide it needed to change the way it was presenting important issues to its audiences? Well, I think it all started out with uh, the the two colleagues of mine that were working in the debate show, one as a host and one as the editor. And what they saw was that this was a typical debate show, the largest TV debate show in Norway. And what they saw was that the debate didn't change that very much. People were sort of coming into the studio, the politicians, and leaving the studio the same way. Um, So what they thought was that when the lights were turned off and they started to uh, talk with them backstage, then it got to be much more interesting debate. And there they discussed, like, to use that kind of word, like, we all do like normal people do uh using uh using an everyday language asking each other questions being curious and um and not being too sure about everything but being sort of thoughtful and curious about the other people's opinions so uh they thought that more or less that was the debate that they wanted to make because what happened what happened when the politicians especially entered the studio and the cameras and lights were on they sort of change into that role where they use these pre-rehearsed phrases and have all their bullet points and go into the studio to be it's more like a fight you're going to win and uh, not being interested in trying to find solutions together at all but being trying to win you and I to make uh, to vote for them for the ne- next election and also I think people are pretty tired of that kind of talk and especially young audience were leaving the debate shows in Norway answering for instance that they didn't thought didn't think it concerned them very much. They thought it was difficult to understand what they really were talking about. And um, they thought it was boring. So you had this new idea or your colleagues had a new idea. You've had two series now. What I wanted to ask you is the first series, very interesting how you started this new show. You didn't even have a host. So how did it? what did it look like? How did it work? Well, we we physically we went down to the garage in NRK uh, and made um, and made the program there. Uh, one of the reasons was that it l- didn't look very much like a TV, st- TV studio, so let the atmosphere be more relaxed. 
And we picked some themes that were um, big themes in Norway, like, for instance, climate change or immigration, and discussed them. We had both politicians and non-politicians with us. And what you said, we left out the host. We tried both with and without the host. And and the idea of that was that for because we were trying to make these people co- to come together to discuss uh, important uh, issues for them, uh, we didn't think that they were going to come and make sort of change their opinion. But it's more like we, we compared it with a dinner party that you sit down with people that you disagree with, but you like them. And therefore, you want to sort of hear their opinions and you also get to be listened to. And therefore, it's like a nice kind of conversation where you where you sort of change information in a natural way more than the fight. And why we left out the host was uh, because we saw that when we tried it with the host, they were always turning to her to sort of get her improvement and see, oh, are you happy with me now? Or instead, when we left her out, they took sort of a, an own responsibility on the discussion to make it more interesting and also to make it more um, constructive. You don't call your show deliberative journalism, but it shares a lot of the same principles of that sort of trying to get away from that two opposing sides, that polarization, trying to have a more, as you said, thoughtful discussion about important issues. Did you change the way that people address these issues? Did you see a real change in how your guests interacted with each other and how they talked about the issues? Could you really see what you were trying to achieve come out? Did it work, basically? In the program? Yes. In the program, yes. Uh, yes, we, we, we saw that because uh, they, we also trained and rehearsed a lot on beforehand. And to, so they were very prepared on what we wanted. And the participants that we had chosen, we had chosen them because they agreed that this was necessary. They saw the need themselves. They had probably been thinking it for a long time and not being able to sort of source it out how they were going to do it. But now they knew that this was like the rules for everyone in the studio. So we saw that the discussion got more interesting because they left that typical political talk, I would say it was... And they were more into using examples from their own life, like talking about how they got into this subject and why they became a politician. Many of them were talking about, for instance, in using examples of their own life. And also it got more interesting because they were curious and therefore they could ask good questions to the opponent. And it also got them to sort of relax more, I think, because, uh, yeah, because they were listened to. And therefore, so we also compared it. One thing is what I use the word dinner party, but also another uh, comparison is marriage therapy, where you have this sort of good effect on someone listens, just listening to what you have to say. And then therefore you want to do the same thing back. So it got this two-way effect. So have you found that the guests are quite keen to come on this show? Do they like this new way of discussing ideas and getting their views across? Is there kind of demand to come on your show? Do they see a value in it? Yes, uh, they did. Both the participants, both the politicians that we had on the show were very happy. And afterwards, uh, we were also contacted by other politicians, politicians that said, if you're going to continue on this program, I really want to join. So I think they, I think they saw the value also because they know 
they know the statistics. They know that they have to sort of try to appeal to the younger audience and they know they are not that keen on the traditional arguing and quarrelling debates. So what about audiences? Are, it, are audiences appreciating this new way of doing things? I would say, but we didn't have that big kind of audience. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a problem to reach out with uh, these kind of subjects because when you have this kind of discussion that's supposed to be civilised and sort of warm and understanding, you sort of lose that thing that you often sell your programme with, the hardness, the fight. Uh, so we are still working on that, how to sort of, because people say that this is what they need, this is what they want, so they have to sort of find us and choose us. In that fight with all the uh, journalistic uh, cases that are sold on, for instance, NRK or the big newspapers and TV stations around the world, um, it's a competition to to stand out and be seen, and uh, that's uh, that's difficult. I was going to say that sort of leads to my next question, which is I'm also a TV producer and part of producing a TV program or or getting people to watch TV, it has to have a level of sort of excitement or sort of um, drama or or interest that people are going to keep watching. How do you find the balance between this sort of respectful dialogue and discussion of an issue and making sort of exciting or interesting television? Well, that is the hard question. we when we had finished this episode uh, the result was uh, very good in in that way that people were curious about the idea they thought the idea was really good to have the politicians to do a discussion in a different manner the reactions was that um, this was nice interesting someone said and so what they were having this discussion and they would we do we were doing it in a we had some sort of rules and we did, uh, we had, set, for instance, sentences up on the wall that they were going to discuss. We made some TV effects to make it more visual, but uh, the negative reactions were were that they, it wasn't that kind of, it didn't have that kind of action or the way that they, you could follow it and you had to watch it. It's more like a nice to have, not a must have. How have you changed the format then? What's changed to kind of address those sort of audience concerns? We, uh, in the second season, we wanted to make some changes to sort of try to make it more interesting to follow as a TV program. We um, we were focusing on the most polarised debates. So we were taking the issues that were where people were furthest apart from each other and uh, we also chose the participants in the polarized debate that sort of actually didn't want to meet each other. So we thought we would have like sort of a travel with them through this. If we could get them to meet and sit down at the table, we took the host back in to try to be sort of a negotiator between them. Because sometimes when you work in the debate show, you can sometimes feel that you actually drive people further apart. So she was put back in. And uh, her role would not be like a traditional debate host, but be more of a, yes, a negotiator and try to sort of clear up in the debate. Because if the parties are very far apart, and that's the way they always come to the studio to to discuss the way that they are so far apart and they can't agree on anything and they're really hard on the disagreement, sometimes you lose 
some things on the way because it's not like they are totally disagreeing on everything always. And they do maybe have somewhere where they could try to find a solution together or find an agreement. And sometimes it's also been a lot of misunderstanding on the way in the way that p- articles and debates are being focused to find the, the where, where it's the harshest disagreement. So um, in that way, she would clear up in the debate, try to find a negotiation and try to find out where people, where things had gone wrong along the way. Sounds like when you're trying to develop a new concept, a new TV show to address issues in this different way, you need a bit of flexibility. You've got to keep adapting and changing it until you find the right formula. Is that right? Yes, because it's um, we're doing something totally new. And uh, it's, it's experimenting all the way. And we have to try it out to see how it works. And then we find bits and pieces that do work and things that we thought would be perfect doesn't work at all. For instance, in the second season where we're trying to make it more exciting to watch, like if you start in the discussion, you have to see, oh, my God, they, this and this is coming up and I have to have the answer to that. So, so what we thought in that episode was that we could build up the excitement by using using effects that they do in reality TV shows, for instance. If they do really hardly disagree on something, maybe we should get them to sort of say it in the beginning and answer it in the end how they think it worked and maybe comment afterwards on things they were saying in during the debate, like when he says that I was really unfair in that last debate and saying that this and that, then I really thought, then I got really angry or something, and that they could sort of comment on themselves in the debate, like it's an effect they use use in the in um, reality shows, but we did try that, but it didn't really work, and we had to try it out and see it before we could know that it didn't work. So it's a very good idea, we thought, but it's more like um, it's not that much feelings involved that it will be will be working in a debate show. So is there a future for this kind of show, this kind of way of addressing issues? Do you think that your show is here to stay? I think there is a future, but it has to be put a lot of effort and um, resources into keeping up the experimenting. Because we have said in NRK, for instance, and I know also in the BBC that uh, that, uh, constructive journalism is here to stay and that they want to work on it to um and that's also the finding the solutions for instance um but in the debate show it's um it has to be it has to be put a lot of resources into keeping up the experimenting trying out finding out how to do it what is the correct way and the discussions are really nice and it's it's not impossible to make people go into this kind of discussion at all. Uh, most people are very, very positive, and also the ones that we had in the studio that really hadn't even met in a debate show because they couldn't stand each other. When they heard that we were going to do it differently, that we weren't that interested in the fight and the hardness, but we were interested in finding out how could we make this a better discussion and how can we make you uh, listen to each other and really understand what the uh, opposite part is uh, trying to do in in the manner? 
does this sort of format and this idea allow you to sort of open up debates and discussions to different sorts of people, to have greater diversity of viewpoints from different parts of society in Norway? Yes, I think that's quite, I think that's maybe one of the most important things that these kind of programs give you the possibility to do because you have much better cards on your hand uh, to invite people that really aren't interested in meeting. Uh, Some people think it's uh, scary and doesn't feel that they are really handled. uh, um, Some people aren't that trained in the kind of way to debate and think that's really hard. And uh, I think they think this is more honest and fair in a way. They get the possibility to really sit down and be listened to and and also to be curious and ask questions. Final question, what's the one piece of advice you'd give to anybody thinking of trying to bring in a new format or a new show kind of like this, how to do it differently? I think that people are really happy if you sort of answer some of their questions and what does most people want to know what what are they curious about if you can make if you can find an answer to that and make and try to make uh, and um, maybe they can learn something from it if you're making that program it's like are you making it for them the ones that are in the studio to come and do their sort of traditional fight um or do you want to make the people listening or watching it Weiser. I think the answer is quite easy, but we have ended up in that kind of format where we do it in that traditional way because it's always been like that. And it's also difficult because the fight is uh, interesting in a way. It's like what you, like what you can sell a program. But um, so so I don't have the answer to what how you're going to make it uh, uh, very highly watched TV program because that's what we are working on ourselves. Gru Engen, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for joining me, Tanya Saksuski, for this Media Delcom podcast produced by Media Diversity Institute Global. We look forward to your company next time. Goodbye.